Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Funeral Thirst. I'm your host, T.W. Ravenwood. Do not be afraid. Our fate cannot be taken from us. It is a gift. Dante Alighieri, The Inferno. Welcome to our first official episode, a short story of a vivid dream a young man had after his father had passed away. This story was written by Trevor Morton. Trevor sent this to Funeral Thirst, and I quote, This dream woke me, and as I was writing it down, I could feel the fear and coldness left in my spine from the dream. Without further delay, I give you Lucid Nightmare by Trevor Mordoon. Fear is the emotion that can make the most stable of men do the most horrific of things. As my eyes adjusted to the scene, I knew I was not me, this is not real. A dream, perhaps? A memory? Maybe even death? I know this isn't what life was a short period ago. Questions. Arousal. The simple pondering of what is going on. Why am I here? How did I get here? Where is my life? One thing stands out. A very familiar feeling. An old friend, if you will. Alone. I am very alone. The place I am in starts to become visible. As I struggle to grasp the situation, God's acre, this is where my mortal body has come to. Looking for familiarities, I see none. I am immune to this place and its history. I have no knowledge of it. I begin down what seems like a path set just for me. How paradigm, a path fit for death. I am torn within myself to know what to feel. As I walk down this path, I study the surroundings. The air is cool, with a faint stench of something rotting. The grass below my feet wilted, dead, and lifeless. It is cool and dark. There is no moon, no stars. I start to realize this cemetery is very old. Headstones not maintained. The crypts crumbling and dilapidated. No living creature has been here in years. I keep walking and thinking to myself, where am I? How did I get here? It's getting colder. The feeling that someone or something is watching me finally grabs hold of my imagination. I bolt forward, not knowing where I'm going, rushing to get away, to get out. I stop. Am I trapped here? Is this hell? How did I die? Am I really even sure I'm dead? I stop to catch my breath, realizing that nothing is after me, or at least lying to myself to be convinced to stop. As I look up, I see something to my left, an opening. I walk towards it. Some sort of haze is covering this opening. As I walk closer, my senses seem to fail. I can barely see through the mist. The foul odor is receding. I walk into this opening and my heart drops. This is not possible. Three figures stand in front of me. I force myself closer so I can truly believe what my eyes are telling me. It is my father. He is being held captive by two men. I look over and I see a man in a suit and a very expensive watch. I look to his face and I am perplexed by what I see, this creature. This man has no face. 
just blank, just skin. Holding my father's right arm, I try to speak, but nothing happens. I'm shaking. This isn't real. I look over the other person holding my father is not a person at all. Holding his scythe, adorning over his head, his face covered in a black robe like a statue. Holding my father's other arm. Again, I'm yelling, but there is no sound from my mouth. No sound of wind or heartbeat or crickets. I try to walk forwards to save my father. I'm stuck, my feet plastered to the dead grass and dry dirt. I reach out, and in that fateful moment, all three of them, standing before me, begin to sink into the soil. I watch in trepidation, the ground slowly swallowing them. Within seconds, they are gone, eaten by the earth. I am free now to move as I please, but my feet are center blocks and my legs are noodles. I fall face first into the rotten grass. I pick myself up to darkness. The light has gone from this world. I wave my arm out to try to catch anything. Nothing is there. I stumble like a drunkard towards hopelessness. I'm breathing heavy, certain now I am dead, and this is hell. As all hope suffocates, I hear a deafening noise. Then a light shatters the darkness like malevolent lightning. I know as soon as I close my eyes, it's all over. Everything is lost. I pick my carcass up to my feet, standing in a defeated state. But I'm not alone. I'm in a very dimly lit room, and it's freezing. I can feel the heat leaving my muscles. As I stand and shiver, I realize my right hand feels heavy and colder than my left. I look down. I'm holding my father's handgun. The same thoughts of my previous nightmare start to grow stagnant in my mind, but this is a different fear, for I can sense I'm not alone. I precariously move forward. The light seems to only get shades brighter. Then I see something casting a luminous shadow. I stray towards it like a coward would. Then I realize it's a person in a chair. Salvation, another soul, someone to share my burden. I spring towards this person only to realize my sudden window of hope has been robbed of me. This person, tied to this chair, completely naked and broken. My first thought is to stay away. Only his curse can befall me if I help. But my eyes see something curious about this human. It's a man, and not only is it a man, it's me. An exact replica of me. This person, this soul, tied and beaten in this chair is me. There is no doubt in my mind. I know for sure there is no questioning this. The sudden realization of this fact drives me to the edge of madness. I even feel hatred for this person. How does one steal another man's complete identity? I see only one solution. One of us has to expire. Then it hits me. What if he is thinking the same thing? The parallax is too much to bear in my deluded state of mind. I cock the gun. I hear the cold steel slide back. The hammer press and lock the round sliding effortlessly into the chamber. 
I raise the gun to my head. I look at this man and tell him he can carry my suffering from here on out. I stare into the void, into the void stared back into me. I say nothing. The single tear down my cheek feels like ice. I exhale, seeing my breath dissipate in this freezing room. I pull the trigger. The shot rings out like a deathly chime. Anyone who could hear that shot knew in their soul the bullet from that macabre sound has taken a life. The bullet shreds through skin, muscle, bone, thoughts, hope, and even fear like it was made to kill. Separating my skull into a canoe, blood and flecks of flesh spray like confetti splashing onto the wall with a sick wet thud drooling down steaming as the pink mist settles i lay dead on the ground lifeless and going cold the seconds tick by what seems like days is mere minutes it's i don't exist anymore like there's nothing in death blackness but i'm still conscious i stand up there's a wet cold, coagulated blood stuck to my face. I stare down to where my body just was, and there is a lake of my own blood. I forget to even panic. Mentally, I'm retching. Nothing but vile. I run my fingers through my hair like I'm trying to scalp myself. Where is my mortal wound? What is happening to me? I compose myself. I look at my replica in the chair. He knows I'm looking at him. He tilts his head. We are looking each other eye to eye through his blindfold. We hold that gaze for seconds before a hysterical, manic laugh protrudes from his throat. I feel disgusted at myself. Fading to black, I pass out. I wake up hearing this noise like grinding metal behind me. I slowly turn to face my next hell. Instead, I see what seems to be sunlight. Should I dare to be happy, or is this a trick? Nothing measures up anymore. I'm taking caution, even from my own self at this point. I walk out of this cube prison. I creep, monitoring every noise, every stretch and bind of my body I make. On the way out, I find myself in a blasted land. I turn around, the opening I just crawled out of, like a womb, is gone, vanished, like a cheap parlor trick. I glance over the landscape, a complete wasteland. Nothing could survive here, not that anything would even try. The air is thick with acrid smoke. I walk into this place, noticing I'm naked and near asphyxiated by the smoke. But see no fires or flames of any kind. I notice the soil is reddish, murky. My eyes are watery. The path I follow is a serpentine path. I start to notice clocks peppering the ground as I continue to walk. Beautiful, crafted clocks all birthing at the same time. I feel the blood in my veins. Serenity is wearing thin. I'm more confused than anything by what I see. At the end of the path, I find myself looking at a broken mirror, the shatters almost monotonous. I stare into the mirror, baffled to find no reflection unto myself. The End
Thank you for joining us on Funeral Thirst. Again, I'm T.W. Ravenwood. We just heard a very perplexing story by Trevor Mordoon called Lucid Nightmare. Again, I'd like to invite all of you to check out our website. If you want to send anything in of your own account to be read on Funeral Thirst. Also, we do have our email set up. That is funeralthirst22 at gmail.com. We're still working on our Facebook page. So you guys can send in your own accounts of creepy or perplexing stories. Again, I am T.W. Ravenwood. And as always, have a good night.